All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're watching Leafs Morning Take with host Nick Alberga and former NHLer Jay Rosen. The show starts now. They'll never lose another game. Gotta love Shorzy. It's the Monday edition of Leafs Morning Take presented by Botano. Feeling good about life, won't lie. Seven straight victories for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Nick Alberga and Jay Rosa with you. What's going on, buddy? Hard to argue with that. Hey, the boys are buzzing. What a game. And then just to add to it, before we come on the air here, like 35 minutes before, Joseph Wool recalled from the American Hockey League. Everything's just coming up Maple Leafs right now. It's great to see, man. Yeah, it is. It's a good time, man. What uh, what a roller coaster. <laughs> They've been pretty solid this year. saves over the weekend really, for, uh, yeah. against Laval for Wool, eh? Only one game for him. I thought he'd play a couple, but um, must have gone well. Must have, you know, every report back to all the trainers and doctors must have been like, no, boys, I told you, I am 100%, and this confirms it. So up you go. And I don't know, do you think they're going to start him tomorrow or what? I would ease him in. I think the way Samson is playing right now, we talked about this last week. I think Thursday makes the most sense against Arizona. Again, you're always cognizant when it's the Leafs. You're playing an Arizona team right now as we have this combo as one as loss, excuse me, 12 straight games. I believe they have Montreal on Wednesday do the Coyotes. It could be tomorrow, but um, I I would ease him in. I don't think you have to make a decision right now. Yeah, that makes most sense. Play the Coyotes and, uh, you know, they've, like you say, Sammy's in there. They're not dying to have a guy in there. And, uh, you know, it'll be nice to have him coming back. But I think with the retribution game with Vegas and starting off the homestand, maybe that uh, Thursday is a game against the Yotes would be a little smarter. 
I love how like this is such a big story, but it sounds like Laval like was in the grill of Joseph Wall on Friday. Like this is hockey, isn't it? Like I don't know why everybody's making such a big story of the fact that they were in the crease. They're showing the clips over the weekend, made life scary for him. Like last time I checked, Laval doesn't care who's playing for the Marlies. They're trying to win a game and he makes 36 saves. I think that's actually probably a welcome sight. Um I think if you're going to do like a dry run in the AHL, that's not the NHL. I want it to be like as legit as possible, clearly. And it sounds like uh, he passed every test possible, which is great to see. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah, I didn't see the game or anything, but um, I don't know. For that to be a story, they must have been really up in his grill. But it's the American Hockey League. Those guys don't give a rip. They're going to they know that guy hasn't played in a long time. They know he's, you know, going to be completely rusty so i'm sure the game plan was to get up in his face get lots of traffic lots of pucks in there and doesn't surprise me one bit and i don't think it would have bothered him either it would have been good to get back into some some competitive action and like i said it sounds like it went went really well and his report would have been like boys i am ready to rock and up he goes so good sign for sure we've been waiting for a while and it's just it's not as uh it's not as deal breaking of a deal right now because they're playing so damn good without him so uh it's just another piece of uh of the pie that's looking positive this guy's in a permanent rocking chair, but my curiosity stands with the three goalie system. I, I wonder if there's a corresponding move with Martin Jones or the, do they just ride this out until the trade deadline, uh, March 8th, where we're less than two weeks away from that. Um, but I think every team and every example of using a three goalie system hasn't looked particularly great, especially in Toronto where you're, you're so cap strapped and you're going to have a goalie on your roster not to really play. I don't think it makes much sense. I just don't want them to big brain this whole operation, you know? I don't think they will. I think Jones will hang out until we see how Wool goes. I don't think he'll get any game action. Um, I think if Wolsey's looking solid and they're deciding who's playing every night between Sammy and Wool, and he looks like he is now presently set in concrete back in the lineup, like he's back then I could see Jones going through waivers. Um, I don't know. It's not too long until the trade deadline either. Maybe they hang on and see and see what happens rather than risk losing, losing him in uh, on waivers. But at the end of the day, not a huge deal. They got the cap space. It doesn't matter. And if, if Jones, he's sitting there on the bench in the stands, not really getting any reps, it's not the end of the world. It's not like he's their up and coming star. So um no big deal, really. I imagine he'll probably see the Marley's action here at the end of the season once uh, once Wolsey is solidified back in the lineup. Very ideal time, too, by the way, for Wall to come back. A five-game homestand for the Maple Leafs starts on Tuesday, so we'll talk about that. We're going to recap, obviously, the game in Colorado to wrap up the four-game road trip. Seven straight victories for the Leafs, but... A pair of fights I want you to break down for over the weekend. Uh, I'm sure you've got a win of this name, Matt Rempe, coming up from the American Hockey League. This guy's a fucking mutant, dude. He's six foot eight, Deloria and he had not one but two highlight highlight fights over the weekend. One with Nick Delorier, the other one with Matthew Olivier of the Columbus Blue Jackets. What's your breakdown? Because don't forget, coming up on Saturday, Ryan Reeves against the New York Rangers. Right, that could be Rempe Reeves number one. Very well could be this Delore if I was ridiculous. Delore is one of my favorite heavies in the National League right now. Tough as they come, knows how to chuck them. And for a guy that's that big to have, because Rempe's huge, he's like 6'7", 240. Um, to, to be able to get in there the way these guys were chucking them and landing everything and having, you know, they didn't, they didn't, you know, get their perfect reach and lock out their arms or anything so that no one can touch each other. They were landing all kinds of stuff changing it up it was a minute of a minute long of throwing and I just I can't tell you how tired that makes you like you just dump your adrenaline and you are completely gassed 
massive fight there. And then his scrapping uh, with Columbus there against Olivier, one of the big time heavies who's had a ton of scraps this year, right up there at the top. He got the best of them. Holy smokes. Did Olivier ever figure out the, uh, you know, the system against that big body and got inside of him blocking a couple times. And he was looking a little woozy after I think he went mm-hmm. to the quiet room and everything else. And they, they made him go to the, to get some repairs and to get looked at, but, Jesus, what a what a dusting, man. These heavies going at it where some young guys have just have no fear and are just chucking. I I just love it. I can't so Rosie, um, this generation's so intriguing when it comes to like social media. Cause right away you got all these people on social media. This guy's letting them eat too much. He's not protecting himself. He's not defending himself. Like, and it's half the people who, yeah, they played in the NHL, but they've been in seven scraps in their NHL careers. Like I I respect your comment, your breakdown. Is he too open fly? Like, is this guy susceptible to injury down the road? I know it's only been a couple of fights, but I respect the fuck out of this guy for being called up to the league, making a name for himself. He scored over the weekend. So it's not like he's one dimensional either, but all of a sudden when you see fights, when you don't normally see them in this league anymore, it's like people are just trying to naysay the kid. He's 21. He looks like he's 12. So. Yeah, he's a beast, man. Big Alberta boy came into the league the right way. And I mean, we've talked about it before and on my other show, Department of Discipline, like these GMs, these scouts, these coaches. It's like, why don't you go find a kid that plays with some jam, that plays with a chip on his shoulder, that that has a little bit of FU in his game. And they look at you and they go, we can't find them anymore. Like it's a different generation. Those mm-hmm. guys aren't waiting in the wings like crazy. So when you get a guy like Rampe here who comes in and is licking his chops and all he wants to do is skate and hit. And if anyone looks at him sideways, fight, protect your teammates, get everyone fired up, be that force that other teams are like, God damn it. I don't want to play these guys tonight. There he is. And he's doing it amazingly well. And like you said, chipping in offensively, obviously the guy can skate for a big body or he would not be in the league this, this day and age. And um, it's great to watch. And he fights how he fights. He's going to, you know, when you're fighting these heavies, he's come from the American league where he's scrapping guys that are no slouch, no kidding, no doubt about it. He's learning what his style is. And for a big, big body, you know, his asset is his reach and his, his ability to keep guys at a, at a safe distance. But I, I couldn't stand it when a guy's like six, seven and he, goes up like this and he just and it's like okay well are you fighting or not are you in a fight or not are you standing out there like this and hiding and then waiting for the, like what's the point everyone's like booing those fights by the time they're done crowd gets so excited everyone gets on their feet and then they're like oh so screw that man he's fighting with uh you know with balls and he's chucking them and he's getting in there and took a took the loss there against Olivier but that really doesn't matter to me when you're having toe-to-toes like him and Delorier and all the scraps this year have been super entertaining like there's a reason everyone's talking about this kid. We'll love to have your mentality set mentality. So say you're Ryan Reeves, you know, this game is coming up on Saturday night. The Leafs host in the New York Rangers. You know what the Rempy buzz is all about. Like, do you feel obligated to fight this guy? Like, do you think Reeves goes into that game? Assuming he dresses, by the way, he's like, he knows that he's probably going to meet at him, you know, and, and that's been the great thing with Rempy. Um, the shots of him in warmups, talking to Olivier, talking to a uh, Delorier, like th- this guy knows his role. He's going to do it. He's a throwback from every respect. Do you think Reeves, his mentality is like, I have to go this kid. Well, it'll depend. I mean, yeah, I was going to say Rempe seems to be setting them up in, in warm up. Like they're <laughs> definitely, uh, you know, happening that night, but Reeves will probably remind him that I'm the boss and I'll decide what happens out here. And you can come and ask me whatever you want and I'll, I'll pretend like I don't know you and say, well, we'll all decide kid or, you know, that type of thing. And he's in control. He's the vet. He's the boss. He's kind of one of the big heavy boys, but 
if that game isn't going ideally for the Leafs or if that kid's running around, if he's hitting any one of those stars or anyone in general, absolutely, Reaver will have to go give him a tap and say, we're going. And I imagine that would be a pretty spirited one. And, you know, the way uh, Revo talks like he's the king of the jungle and everything else, he'll be uh, he'll be really pressed to have a real good one against him. And I imagine it'll be a spirited one because I don't think Rempy will take off, you know, take any of his foot off the gas whatsoever. And Revo will be, you know, fighting his life because it won't be a good look if it doesn't go well for him. But I think Reeves can handle him. They, I imagine they'll have a pretty goddamn good scrap. And if anything like him running around or any of that happens, then I think they will end up be going. But I don't think it'll be like uh, off the opening draw or anything like that. You know what's fascinating? I can't remember the last time Ryan Reeves fought. Um, he hasn't fought since he returned. And producer Vic putting in our, our show chat, like he's got just two fights this year. Rempy's got three fights in five games, right? So th- th- does that... Does that wrestle in the mind of Orion Reeves that he hasn't fought in a significant period of time? He got hurt. The Jack Eye fight didn't go great. Remember early on in the year, like he was scrapping and it was only two fights. It seemed like it was like 15, but like this is like the the new heavyweight on the block. And uh, I, I'm just fascinated to, to think like this Reeves think he has to go. Does he have to give this kid the fight? But I think if you're Rempy, it's easy to get that fight. Take one run at Matthews, take one run at somebody and Reeves is going to go you probably. Yeah, and I mean, Rempe got knocked down a peg or two in that Olivier scrap. Sure. And his confidence yeah. would have been shaken a little bit. I mean, there was so much buzz. He's trending on Twitter. His phone would have hundreds of messages on. Everyone's talking about <laughs> this kid on in every market. And uh, he made a big splash. And especially after that Delorier fight, people are just like, this guy is an animal. He scores his first goal, gets the interview. Everything else is great. Uh, Olivier kind of knocked him down a little peg or two. So I imagine his confidence would be, a little bit hurt. And uh, if you're Ryan Reeves, you're checking out his scraps and seeing how he goes about his business. And you'd be analyzing that <laughs> Olivier fight really heavily saying, how do you get the best of them? Where are his weaknesses? How did he get inside? How did he not let his reach, you know, become a factor? But Reeves is such a veteran. He's been doing that for so long. He's been so many of them that the fact that he hasn't gone in a while isn't a huge deal. I mean, you think about every season, you go from the summertime, it's been months and months and months since you fought anyone and you get back into the season and every single year you go through that. So it's not the it's not the most insane thing in the world that he hasn't scrapped in a long time. But yeah, like I said, Reeves is kind of likes to talk like he's the king of the jungle and talk about that Jack guy thing. He hasn't exactly manhandled everyone in this last handful of fights so he'll be really fired up looking to have a good one if they do go at it on uh on saturday is it yeah yeah i, lo- I love the pre-scout too everybody's pre-scouting the opponent ryan Reese is pre-scouting the uh, fighter on the other team it's a uh, very throwback but uh looking for that nevertheless and uh there was just two fights as mentioned jack Eye the first game and marcus felino game two against minnesota so um, hopefully Ryan Reeves is not rusty because that kid's going to come out swinging as we saw over the weekend against Philadelphia and Columbus at the Leafs Nation 401. Uh, speaking of coming out swinging, folks, a lot of you in the chat approaching 300, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. If you're not subscribed, I don't know what you're doing at the Leafs Nation 401. Least morning take wherever you find your podcast. If you do listen to us in podcast form, uh, please uh, leave us a, a five star review, uh, maybe a comment on on what you feel and how you feel about the podcast. That would be Uh, Great stuff. So appreciate the support here on the pod brought to you by DoorDash. It's time for the appetizer. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off up to $10 in value and zero delivery fees in their first order of $15 or more. When you download the DoorDash app, enter code NATION25. That's code NATION25, uppercase, 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Offer valid in Canada, subject to change. Terms apply. So 
Man, this, this team's a buzzsaw right now. They're an absolute buzzsaw. They've won seven in a row, 11 of 13, 22, five and two against the Western Conference. Uh, where, where do you want to start with the whole conversation from Saturday's outing? Well, just the fact that, you know, the way they're winning, this isn't like uh, they're playing bottom feeder teams and blowing them out because Austin has four goals and everything, but it's, it's just like a well-rounded effort where their stars are playing like stars. They're getting contributions from, you know, their outside players or their, like whatever you want to call it, their, their bottom six or their, their filler type of guys. And, uh, and the defense is not looking very exposed because they're kind of playing you know, a well-rounded team game defense, uh, goaltending wise, they're getting some goaltending, but it's just, it's just like a well-rounded deal. And they they're playing with confidence because, you know, in that last game, they go down two nothing to Colorado. And I mean, it's like, Oh, is this like a little reality check? Is this a fall from grace? Is this like the end of this run or whatever? But their confidence level's not shaken. They they stick to the plan. They keep they keep their heads down. They keep working. They keep at the you know the the type of play that's bringing them success. And they just roll it over and flip the script and win that game in regulation was was very telling that these guys have got it going on. You know more than just some lucky games, more than just some fluky plays. It's much more than that. They're playing really solid hockey. The kind of hockey they've been chasing all year long. And I know. it looks really solid. And it's not like they can't fall off the map. And it's not like they're world beaters. And we're not getting ahead of ourselves. But the hockey they are playing is legit. It's real. And they seem to have found something, which is just fun to watch with this group. Yeah, it's been great, man. It's been a great ride. I mean, uh, it, it's it's pretty crazy to me. Like, the most telling sign. <clears throat> We've never seen a seven-game win streak in the Matthews era. Like, take Weird. that in for the amount of roles that we've seen from this iteration, you know, this core, we've never seen them win more than six games in a row, which is crazy. And for the fact that the Leafs have won seven in a row, they can go for eight against a depleted Vegas team on on Tuesday. Like, that's pretty significant. Um, I think you hit the nail on the head. Like, it's not all about Matthews. It's not all about the core four. And it just shows you, Rosie, when the depth guys are are doing their part they're a tough team to beat because not only do you have to worry about Matthews and Marner, who's on a different planet right now and, and Tavares and Nylander. Now you got to start being concerned about Max Domi and then Tyler Bertuzzi becomes the first Maple Leaf in franchise history to net a hat trick, man. This is the best part about it. Cause that game starts Bertuzzi. hits the post like five minutes in. And you're like, fuck not nah, here we go again. And then he sticks with it and he sticks with it. And I think that was your prototypical Tyler Bertuzzi effort on Saturday night. Totally, man. And I mean, w- when they sign these guys, like when we got Domi and we got Bertuzzi, like guys are chirping off like around Christmas going like, I can't believe you could get mad at tree living for what he's done since he got here. I mean, he's made every move that he had available to them in, 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 in a really positive way. I mean, you could maybe look at, um, well, what's his name? Klingberg, which has not been an issue because they got him off the books and maybe that wasn't the best play in the world, or maybe that's all they had available to him. But Aside from that, when you got the Domies and the Bertuzzi's chipping in like that, and then you have that core four, all of a sudden you're looking around going, oh my God, like this team is well-rounded and this team can play. And when those guys weren't going good and earlier in the season when they're playing like garbage and their effort level was kind of average and they weren't really sticking up for each other and Domi's not doing anything, Bertuzzi's completely snake bitten. You're kind of like, this team's got so many holes in it, like, and then those guys can come up and fill the holes themselves. Like it's coming from within and guys are talking about the deadline. And what do you do? And you bring the, when you got Domi and Bertuzzi, those are pretty big pieces of like, 
call it the bottom, like just not part of the core four, not the not the not the stars yeah. of the team. When they're contributing like that, all of a sudden you're like you say, you can roll the lines and like first line, like Tavares on the third line, like it doesn't really matter, man. It's like there you can come at teams in waves and waves, and it's just like you're looking really scary. And you know, you get a little bit of help on the on the back end, and then you know, goaltenders can we know Sammy can play well. His numbers are fantastic since he came back, and we know what Wolsey's capable of, and we're we're waiting to see what he's got in the NHL here soon. But if you put the pieces together of this team, it's 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 scary. It's a deadly team. It's the team that it's supposed to be. And um, you know, if they continue on this again, we don't want to make it seem like they're world beaters now. And you know, everything because things change fast, especially with this team, especially in this league. So, you know, as of right now, the last seven games has been unbelievable. And we want them to continue on that trend and keep playing the kind of hockey that is like big, tough team wins that they don't back down. They can go up two goals and, and close it out. They can go down two goals and, and not change anything and come back and win the games against legit opponents, which they've been doing lately. So all, all signs are great in Leafsland right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's obviously it's only seven games, but the buy-in has been tenfold and and obviously you can correlate it perfectly to the Morgan Rally suspension. Like even that shift where, you know, it goes off the stick, it goes off the foot of Bertuzzi. Like I, I he by far, that was his best game as a Maple Leaf. And I think if you combine the number of feet of the goals he scored, it's maybe three. Like he's in yeah. the paint every goal. And, and, and that's why I was promoting this last week where it's like, I think it's time to give a significant look on that power play to Bertuzzi sticking with those guys. And, and that's a great story. I, I just think it creates so much depth in that lineup. When you have a JT on line three, when you have a JT on PP two, it's taking nothing away from John Tavares, still a really, really exceptional player. Like he's been the model of consistency, but I, I just think it adds so much depth and dimension to this roster when you have the ability of having like an embarrassment of riches that way, you know? Totally. I mean, it, it, yeah, it, it's, and I think JT has got the mindset where sure. he won't take that as a demotion. Like he just understands, like, you know, you're getting layers that are so deep now when you have a JT on your third line. Well, how is he on your third line? Well, because look who's buzzing on the top two lines. It's, it is like you say, an embarrassment of riches. And when you have those, those fill in players, like those, those outside guys step up like that and be able to be really impactful like Bertuzzi and Domi have been lately. All of a sudden you're looking at your roster and I mean, Sheldon Keefe is behind the bench thinking about his next line and it's, it's just gotta, he's gotta have a big smile on his face going, what, what am I going to throw at them next? And on the other side of the bench, the other team's looking over going, Jesus, man, we don't get any breaks. There's no way we can take advantage of these guys you got like a John Tavares and you know, his ability to play smart, his leadership, his effort, his skill level, his ability to put up point, blah, blah, blah. Everything that he brings to the table is on your third line. Like you're deep now and and you're clicking and it's not like the Oilers run where they went on the, and, and they're seeing it now. Like they, they goalied a lot of teams. They had a goaltender that just didn't allow anything. And they went on that run. And now that that's kind of over, you're seeing them, you know, well, they might not be quite as well-rounded as you thought. And, you know, a lot of that might have been a goalie. And you're seeing them slip off right now. And I'm just not seeing that with the Leafs team. They're they're getting it from all angles. And and they just, they're winning these deep games that I find much more impressive than just if they goalie a team or so-and-so gets five points. Like, it's yeah. it's deeper than that. And I think you see that with being, having John Tavares, your captain, one of your core four, a guy that's averaging a point a game his whole career basically is on the third line. It's because everything else is clicking so well. That's a really good sign. 
They're bearing down. I, I mean, plain and simple. The power play to me has been a big story. Like we're approaching a month. Uh, they're 13 for 26 on the peeper since the all-star break, like 50% they're buzzing at. They got JT on PP two. They were two for two. And I think to your point, Ilya Samsonov, I thought was tremendous. I, I mean, it's kind of fascinating to me that Morgan Riley comes back for Vegas and he comes back for Colorado and let's call a spade a spade. It's been a bit more open. It hasn't been the same defensive team that we saw previous to Riley's return of that lineup. That's taking nothing away from him. I'm not trying to draw, you know, direct correlation to that, but it's been a, a different type of style the last couple of games. I know the last one against uh, Vegas is a blowout, but they needed Samson off big time. Like it was a firing squad. Second period firing squad, the first five to 10 minutes of that game. And, and to me, this has this might be the biggest story of the season for me. And it's been a crazy year. But I don't know how you go from Ilya Samsonov being placed on waivers two months ago to now going nine and two since that recall. He's got a 2.27, a 9.11, one shutout. He's making saves left and right. He's beating the, the the last two cup champs. Obviously, you got Martin Jones on Thursday, but you got him against Colorado here. Like it, To me, this is a, a crazy, crazy story, and I don't think it's getting enough play. Yeah, it is wild. Like he... <sighs> what makes it even more more wild is like it seemed to be like a mental problem like you'd listen to his Mm -hmm. his interviews and he's just flat out saying like i just don't have it right now and i'm trying to find it and you know what a tough position in a tough market to be struggling at and he 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 saw it in spades there at the beginning of the year and the, the big story to me is to go down and not even i don't even know if he reported to the marley's or if he i don't think he practiced with them i know he didn't play with them it was just like a paper transaction like I don't know if he went and saw like a sports psychologist or if he did some mental mindset reworking or some tapping or like, I don't know what guys are doing these days, but whatever it was, it seemed like his problem was mental. It seemed like that break and that demotion and that, that transaction where he did go on waivers and like left the team for a little bit, whatever the hell he did during that was like an instant fix because his first game back, he was solid. His second game, he was solid. And he has literally been solid ever since. Like maybe had a couple of games where it's like, yeah, I mean, he didn't go steal the game or he wasn't rock. So like, like that's the worst it's been since he's come back, which is fantastic. And to find his game and the timing of it when Wool's gone um, was pretty good. Joe, or Martin Jones held him in there for a little while, which was really needed and, and really really solid on his part but yeah Sammy's just been holding down the fort looking really solid and when you don't have the most defensively responsible team on the whole planet you need a goaltender that you can rely on they can bail you out which he's done during this run and I think at the trade deadline if they go get like a Chris Tanev or something like that that'll alleviate even more pressure on the goaltenders and you know with Wolsey starting to look like he's ready to rock again you know it's just kind of like it's just a real bright spot on the Toronto Maple Leafs right now like Sammy's playing the way he was last year. Wolsey's capable and he's healthy and it's, and you're still winning. It's it's just like, it's a good, good place to be for the Leafs right now. I mean, everything is positive and you try not to get too high. I mean, that's a big thing in that room. I'm sure right now is don't get too high and like keep coming at this objective the same way every single day, but all the pieces are in place and they're doing their job and it looks damn good. You know, what's nuts. They, They might have 300 point scores this year. Like, think about that. With Nylander, uh, Mitch Marner has been on a fucking tear, dude. Like, totally. another multi-point effort. That's seven in a row. He he has just 
dominating the game right now, has the puck on his stick every shift. Like, it's so great to see. And, you know, he could be in the mix. I think he's on pace for 103. And then Austin Matthews. Like, it really is an embarrassment of riches. It just shows you how dominant this team can be. But I'm right there with you. I'm feeling good about this team, the best I felt about this team all season long. I just want to see consistency night in, night out. There's still plenty of games until the playoffs, but I won't lie. I'm feeling pretty damn good about this team because I feel like finally there seems to be some movement in the buy-in front, you know, where it's like you watch the game and you're like, shit, these guys are going to war for each other. They're blocking shots. They're getting in lanes. They're doing those little dirty things that you need to do to win hockey games. Very similar to what we saw last year and this year with the Florida Panthers, you know? Yeah, and I mean, there's trap games they've they've completed yep. the way they're supposed to. There's games against you know multiple Stanley Cup recent champions. They take care of business there. Um, they've gone up big leads and closed it out. They've been down against good opponents and came back and and won. Like they they're doing it in all the good ways. And I agree with you. When you watch the games, they seem like a unit. They seem like a team. They seem like they're they're all like what every player does out there helps the player beside him. And they come at teams in waves where before, even if they were winning, it was like a whole bunch of individual efforts, you know, and it was like, well, that's great, but that's just not going to cut the cheese. Like when it matters, that's not a long-term solution. A bunch of guys individually having a flashy game and being able to get the win. It's like, they're all feeding off each other. Like Mitch isn't even the story. And he's on like this historic multi-point game for him (laughs) um, run. And he's assisting and setting up these, these huge plays by Matthews and you're getting like the Bobby McMahon's chipping in and now Domi and Bertuzzi and Nick Robertson. It's like, Holy shit. These guys are deep where before it was like, is does Domi do anything out there? I haven't even noticed him. Bertuzzi is a ghost, man. Nick Robertson just doesn't do anything in this league when he comes up, who's Bobby McMahon and what's he going to like, but now it's like everyone has really bought in and, and helped the team. Everyone's doing their job and it makes them a really good hockey team which I don't think we've really been able to say with this group in, in any recent memory. So what a great sign around this time of year. They're finding their identity. And you know what the great thing is? You sort of forget, like, they still have Cali Yarncroke, right? I think yeah, you like, talk about the top nine. I, I love the look of the Bertuzzi line with Domi and Nylander. Obviously, the Matthews line, the JT line. Like, I don't know where you fit in Yarncroke to this whole puzzle, but that's a pretty fucking good player to have, versatility-wise, PK-wise. Like, I love that. Uh, I just, it, it's crazy how the conversation could change from like two weeks ago where you're really starting to question the depth of this team outside of Matthews, outside of Nylander, outside of Marner. And now all of a sudden it's like everybody's pulling their weight and it's, it's a, it's a buzzsaw. Like you, you, any given night, McMahon's been a great story. Domi, Bertuzzi, Matthews is Matthews. Marner's playing well. Like, just think about that from the opponent's point of view. Like, I, I just don't know how you game plan for a Leafs roster that looks that way and playing that confidently, you know? Yeah, exactly. And like I said, when Keith can roll the lines with effective lines every every shift, the other team's got to be looking over going, man, we've got our hands full, man. Yeah. And, I mean, it could go away. Bobby McMahon is, you know, I don't know what his ceiling is or what his confidence level is or if that's the player he is and he's just stepped it up and that's kind of what you can expect from him or if he's having kind of a flash in the pan thing hard to say you could see Domi going away and not really having anymore I do think Tyler Bertuzzi with that kind of a you know to get that kind of a game and weekend under his belt I feel like he had he will have turned a page whether he stays how hot he stays I don't know but I really feel like he's got a monkey off his back and he can actually turn the page he's going to feel like a new man here and I hope it continues for him but yeah, the, the depth is just rolling and the stars are the stars. And 
Um, you know, they've got goaltending like we've talked about, and I'm just excited for the deadline. Like they have to add, they add a really solid defensive piece, like a top yeah. four stuff, like a, like a Tanev. I mean, I really want Tanev. If I know lots of teams are going to want them and I don't know what the price is going to be, but I would really be disappointed if he slipped through, you know, tree living's fingers and wasn't able to get a deal done. And I know Hannafin's kind of waiting. I would prefer Tanev over Hannafin to be honest, but um, you put a piece on the back end that's really solid and reliable and all of a sudden the other players on the back end can now all of a sudden sink into a role that maybe they're more comfortable or suited for and all of a sudden we're looking at like a team that <clears throat> is ready to go into a series and is not going to get exposed and is not going to get you know ran out of the building and is not going to be wondering who they are and is not going to have their fingers crossed and their teeth chattering hoping that they can maybe have some miracle no they're going to go in they're going we're the better team drop the fucking puck watch what we do and like that's a that's a feeling out of a group like this that we've been looking for for quite a long time confidence writing and consistency um what the fuck was that from john tavares on saturday to finish the game like i tweeted about this and i wasn't kidding i had money on over seven and a half goals in that game and john tavares had a a breakaway pretty much I know the puck bounced. I'm still trying to figure out if this was a whole CRA thing. They're like, you know what? We will play this number. Don't hit it. We're going to be good. Don't worry about the the rest of the money there, John. But man, that was some weird shit. That was some weird shit. I know I got some flack for who the fuck takes over seven and a half goals. I just, again, two teams who really can't play defense, Colorado and Toronto made too much sense. JT had the opportunity. I, I Can you, can you explain that? I, I don't have an answer for what the hell that was. Well, I think he's at the end of his shift. I think he's gassed. The legs just don't work. And when you're gassed and your muscles are sucking every ounce of everything in your body, your brain no longer works. But he was just trying not to rush it, trying to guarantee that he had, you know, sometimes you just skate it right up close and be like, I'm not terrified of like unloading this thing from the blue line. A slap shot. You think you you got some legs and, uh, you know, they come up on you close and, you know, he's really good at protecting the puck. I think that's just what he was doing. He was getting down a little bit closer. No one's going to take it from him. And then right when he starts to feel the pressure of them right on him, it yeah. totally bounced. Like, it's like, what's his name? Dallas Edmonton back in the game. Patrick where Stephen. Literally, Stephen, like literally as he's going to shoot, it just goes pop up on, on the, at the end of the period, man, the ice is chewed up and there's ruts everywhere and there's snow and little pieces of ice and that puck popped up on him. But ideally, if you had a little bit more, like he had too much composure is what he yeah. had. And, you yeah, it's puck, a bad though. look. And, yeah. and yeah, it goes the other way. And it looks like this nightmare. <laughs> and, you know, Sammy had to make a big save right at the buzzer there. It is what it is. But I think if you talk to him about it, he's going to be like, I was doing the right thing. I was gassing it. It was just a, you know, a, a sequence of events that did not line up very well. He's like, and of course, right when I go to pull the trigger, doing the right thing in my mind, it, it hops right up on me. And of course, it goes the other end. But the other way, yeah, it would have been ideal if he kind of, you know, buried that thing three feet earlier. But yeah. A guy like John being responsible and knowing how to do things the right way. I'm, I'm just, I'm not worried about him. I think that was kind of an anomaly that could have yeah. been a disaster. Luckily it wasn't. Well, look, I'm being dramatic because I had money on that bet and it just seemed like a foregone conclusion. He stepped over Colorado sort of gave up and uh, yeah, I mean, McKinnon comes back the other way. My theory was that JT had Ridley Gregg on his mind. He's like, you know what? I'm going to take a fucking clapper top cheese here. And it got in his brain and that's why he missed it. It wasn't the ice. Okay. That would have been hilarious. You see the girl in the in the women's league yeah. just clapped. Clap it's it's it, it concerned me a bit. Uh, it concerned me a bit. But somebody did pop by and said, "You know what? 
you're not doing that. You are not doing that. So anyone who uh, questions what's wrong with that in the NHL, even the ladies go by and uh, give her a little shot, a little F you for doing that to her team. It's, it's a clear middle finger disrespectful thing to do. And I think anyone that plays competitive sports, and I think that's proof right there that doesn't matter who you are. Everyone can kind of see when you're part of a team that that's a big F you to you. And kind of funny that girl did that to win the game and took a shot as well. I was chuckling. Yeah, it, I mean, it became a bit of a passion pro- project on this <laughs> podcast the last couple of weeks and, and asking current, former, fuck, we asked Joe Quinville about it. We asked Braden Shan, Adam Henrique, and everybody had the same answer except the folks in Ottawa, except Ridley Gregg, even Claude Giroux had the same answer, and he's his teammate. That's all I'm saying. True. It's hard to argue with now, and it seems like he's been taking some shots since that. Like, I keep seeing little highlight yeah, reels man. of him just getting yeah. buried and ran over and roughed up. Yeah. It's makes me makes me laugh. Yeah, it is uh, kind of interesting, isn't it? But uh, the Leafs are on a heater, so we thank Ridley Gregg. I was, in fact, going to order a uh, a Leafs Bieber jersey over the weekend with uh, 71 Ridley Gregg on the back and the big C because he's ignited this. And you sort of laughed when I brought up the fact that it could be a galvanizing moment for this Leafs season. And here we are seven wins later and feeling pretty damn good about this Leafs team. So if they bought in, if they're feeling good, if they think, yeah, this team is different, then good on them. Maybe, you know, Ty Domi stepped up and said, you guys are soft. Like, I'm just trying to think, you know, Kachuk's dad from last year. But hey, we're going to run with this narrative because it is Toronto. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, this segment is brought to you by Douglas. Named Canada's best mattress on Canadian living. Douglas is loved by more than 200,000 Canadians. And they're backed by over 10,000 five-star reviews. Every mattress order comes with a free comfort sleep bundle, two memory foam pillows with pillow protectors, one luxurious cotton sheet set and one mattress protector. Order today at douglas.ca slash LMT. That's douglas.ca slash LMT. So a five-game home San Rosie starts on Tuesday night. They got Vegas, Arizona, the Rangers, Boston, and Buffalo. And uh, again, the first seven-game win streak in the Matthews era. It's, it's pretty amazing when you hear that, considering 
how good this team has been in the regular season for like the last five to seven years. Yeah, it is really surprising. Um, they rattled them off in a hurry. It is funny how it like coincided with that, you know, that incident and the, the Riley suspension. And I mean, it's it's pretty evident that that was some kind of a, a turning point at some in some way, shape, or form. And uh, they have really been playing solid since then. And with Riley and without him. So, yeah, I am surprised to, to see they haven't rattled off seven in a row in the Matthews area. You'd think that through some of those runs and point streaks no. that guys have had that they would have done it, but they haven't. So that's a, a solid look at consistency. They've done it on the road at home. They got a big home stand here. It would be nice for them to improve their home record and uh, and continue playing this style of hockey because it's fun to watch. It's exciting. Uh, it's nice not having to pick them apart and be negative and, and talk about, the things they're doing wrong all the time. And, you know, we can be hard on them, but we're at a point in Leafs history right now where expectations are high. This isn't a rebuild. This isn't a bunch of prospects trying to play above their heads. This is, we've got some big boys and we've got them signed up and it is time to make hay while this sun is shining. And it's nice to see them the last, you know, couple weeks here doing exactly that. And, you know, we'll give them props when props are due and hopefully they continue because it's, it's fun watching them right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's been so great. I mean, obviously, when this team is winning, it's just a general feel around the team, just so much better. The the fan base, the belief, I'm getting texts left and right over the last couple of days from star people are like, my goodness, I'm starting to believe in this team. And, you know, I think if I'm trying to figure out, like, what else I want to see from this team, right? I mean, the splits are kind of interesting that they're so incredible on the road. I think it's 18-6-6 and six away from Scotiabank Arena. The big story has been their inconsistency on home ice. Like this five-game homestand gives them the ability to create some separation A in the standings, but also give them some confidence at home. Like I know Joe Bowen tweeted this out earlier today, but I'm with him. Like I want Scotiabank Arena to be loud on Tuesday. I want them to commend this team and respect this team and and give them that power, that power and the praise they deserve. And and Morgan Riley, like I, I think the fans should rally around this moment, not just the team for sure we'll see who's there who's paying attention who even True. cares about the Leafs that's in the barn but uh you know sometimes it just seems like a social status thing to be at the game <laughs> and you're more concerned about you know networking and chumming and drinking champagne and eating sushi and all that bullshit but uh there's enough fans in there I've seen that building so bloody loud before it was wicked and I think that the heater that they're on right now and what Morgan Riley is done and what those big stars have done if they get out to a good start and if they're controlling the play and playing with confidence I think that uh, that they'll be able to hear it and be able to feel it that everyone in that building is appreciating what's happening right now and they'll support them to uh, to keep doing so and again if you missed it off the top of the podcast Joseph Wall has been recalled from his conditioning stint so make that what you will it's probably not going to be Tuesday at least in my opinion that's speculation on my part maybe Thursday but at the very least Joseph Wall um, it's imminent. It is absolutely imminent. He's going to return to this May police lineup. And, uh, Rosie's been talking about this for like three months. He's like, when's this guy going to come back? We've finally got our answer, Rosie. Yeah. These bloody high ankle sprains. I can't stand them. <laughs> and we knew it'd be long, but <clears throat> I don't know, man, it seemed even longer than it was, but, uh, you know, the one that'll be a big game. It'll be a big talk. Um, I'm, I, I'm happy that everything went good with the Marlies. Um, I want him, it's a big deal for him to have a solid outing and a solid first period and to make a couple of key saves early in his uh, in his return because this team is buzzing right now and you don't want 
to be the guy to have a couple softies go in and all of a sudden they get behind the eight ball and the whole team's looking back at the guy going like, are you wrecking our, this thing we got going on right now? Then he gets a little bit tight. Then maybe the team starts ground and all of a sudden it's like, wow, that was the turning point and kind of wrecking this mojo that was going on here. Not saying that's going to happen at all, but it, I think it's a, it's a big return for him and it's a big deal just considering the way the team's playing right now for him to go in there and to have a solid outing, not just for him personally, but for the team as well. Um, I'm definitely going to have eyes on that one and fingers crossed that he makes those first big saves, gets the, you know, the, the dog out of the way and kind of gets his confidence back and can feel comfortable and just jump right in with this team that's buzzing right now. And he can become a big part of it and only help them go further. Just imagine a combo, what it would look like with the way Samson is playing right now, and then you add Joseph Wall into the mix. I mean, it really is uh, way different than the story, the narrative early on in the season for the Maple Leafs. This segment is brought to you by Charm Diamond Centers. Get a custom ring building delivered in less than four weeks with the Charm Masterpiece Program and an unbeatable pricing policy. For more information, go to charmdiamondcenters.com. Easton Cowan, we haven't talked about this the last couple weeks, but... He has been in an absolute terror since coming back from the World Junior for the London Knights. Uh, a 26-game point streak, Rosie. That's the longest recorded point streak in London Knights franchise history. He's got 20 goals, 49 points over that 26-game stretch. Is he an untouchable ahead of the deadline for you? Oh, yes, man. Yeah? Yes, for sure. He. Uh, that's like big numbers, man. That's like I'm too good for this league numbers. You're talking about the London Knights. Do you know what they're alumni history is you know who's played Mm -hmm. on that and you're doing things that none of them could ever do and we're talking about like stanley cup champions uh big time hardware winners in the nhl potential hall of famers like the london knights history is rich as it gets and to light it up that bad those numbers are disgusting and like some of those guys in the o and the q tend to put up these big time numbers and he's one of them obviously but the way he came out of camp and him and minton as well and I don't think Minton really had the world juniors he was looking for, but he's kind of getting overshadowed a little bit by, by Cowan's performance in the O right now. And I, I I mean, he's a guy, I I just could not package him in a deal to get, especially like a loner defenseman or something to go into the playoffs and who knows what could happen and then lose that guy as part of a deal where, and then watch his career and what he might become would be one of those Leafs stories in, in Leafs folklore where they dumped this guy for nobody who did nothing for us. And now he's going on to have like a hall of fame career. I know you're getting ahead of yourself, but what a wicked player to be blossoming the way he has. I mean, since the, since last season, the strides he's taken is like scary. And I think he'll be NHL ready in the, in the fall. And I don't want to give him up for nothing. It's uh, it's, it's really amazing. Truly amazing. When you think back to the draft in June and, all the Duba sites were around. They're like, I can't believe they took this guy. What was it, 27th overall or whatever it was? And they're like, way too soon, way too soon. And then everything you just mentioned, like as I've mentioned time and time again, I had the opportunity to cover the London Knights in school for two years when I went to Fanshawe College. John Tavares was on that team for a couple months. Uh, saw greatness there. Uh, saw John Carlson, who's now moved on to bigger and better things with the Washington Capitals. Like, I mean, there's just so many players. You look at the illustrious history of that organization, Mitch Marner. Patrick Kane showtime with the script being written for itself yesterday at the UC. There's so many future current Hall of Famers that went through that organization and none have pulled off that feat, Easton Cowan. Yeah, it's understandable. Uh, you know, how the, how is that going to translate to the NHL level? But to me, this is 
such a developing story considering the backlash to that selection, the first ever by Brad Tree Living. It looks pretty fucking good right now, Rosie. Yeah, that's just good scouting, man. Guys have watched that guy enough and whatever the intangibles were that they saw that said, no, man, this is our first pick. Like we, this guy's not going to be around in the second round um, to jump on him with their pick. And he's, he was a relative unknown. I mean, it depends how much you're following junior hockey and whatnot, True. but sometimes when those draft picks come out, when they're not like a top 10 pick or whatever, you're not really sure about the guy you run to hockey DB and say, well, whoa, okay, what was he doing this year? And what kind of player is he? And you don't really know. And to pick that guy and have some people kind of go, uh, well, what's his deal. And then you dig a little deeper and people are like, no, this guy's solid. Like he's a good player. And like only people in the know knew. And to me, that's a good scouting report by the Toronto Maple Leaf scouting staff to, to pick him up and then watch him take such huge strides since only a handful of months ago is when that draft was. And Jesus, is, is that ever looking like a good pick right now? Obviously this kid's a hell of a player. Well, again, too, with the core four and you're going to move forward with these guys. I mean, we'll see what happens this summer with Mitch Marner and obviously John Tavares and the way things play out in the springtime. But you need guys on cost efficient deals. That's why Matthew Nyes is so integral. Easton Cowan, Fraser Minton, like these guys are going to get every opportunity to be prolific pieces on that Leafs roster next season. And the way Easton Cowan is playing, I think he could probably... Uh, be ready for at least like a trial run with this Leafs team coming up in the fall and, and go from there. But we had to bring that up because he's been such an incredible story. And I think you you really talk about untouchables and the Leafs have been adamant they don't want to trade any of their top prospects or their first-round pick. I mean, it's becoming crystal clear that Easton Cowan is trending towards being a really, really good NHL player. And we'll see if that comes to fruition over the next couple of years. The Botano wrap-up is presented by Botano.ca. The game starts now. 19 plus, please play responsibly. Major announcement, Batano is the official partner of Copa America 2024, taking the beautiful game to new heights in the Americas. Join Batano on their journey of passion, unity, and unforgettable football moments. So I believe a four-game slate on this Monday in the NHL. Since uh, you're not going to be here tomorrow, do you got any bets you're lining up for the least Vegas game, first and foremost? Oh, no, I don't. Um, I'd go... Deep value, get some value in some um, some of the non-core four guys, some of the guys that are deep that yeah. you think could tickle in there. Uh, maybe some shot props would go in there. And I mean, I'm just going to be looking at the value of the Leafs in general, but they're usually hard to, to to bet on because of, you know, their, I think the volume of bets that are on them, the values usually takes a bit of a hit, but uh, look for some of those guys down the road, like those, you know, maybe a Matthew Nyes or, or a Bertuzzi again, or someone that can sneak under the radar with some good value. Yeah, yeah. What you got? So, um, I guess the Phenom's writing in. Tyler Bertuzzi, the first Maple Leaf in franchise history to net a hat trick. You guys are doing a podcast called Leafs Nation Podcast, and you make a dumb mistake like that, just unsubscribe. <laughs> so the guy's pissed. Maybe what, somebody clarified what. Pardon me. He was he was the first Leaf to get a hat trick on his birthday. Oh, sorry, I misspoke. I didn't say birthday. My mistake. Fuck. I don't know. You guys knew what I meant, but uh, the Phenom unsubscribed because of that. So, shit. Shit. Hit the road, Phenom, you fucking dork. <laughs> Gets that mad over something like that. What an idiot. <laughs> yes. So, let me clarify. He was not the first Leaf in franchise history to record a hat trick. The first Leaf in um, franchise history to score a hat trick on his birthday. Matthews there. has had like six this year. We know he's not the first Leaf to have a hat trick, you moron. Getting that mad and typing in a comment. I'm gonna let them know, and I'm gonna I'm gonna unsubscribe. 
feed it. We don't need people like you. Hey, that's the first time Rosie has stepped in there. It's like, uh, let's say I got, I I took a big hit. You stepped in there on my behalf. So I appreciate that. That's what teammates do. (laughs) Well, we got a good chat going on. We don't need some guy like that. Beat it. Yeah. Fuck you. Okay. You all, you all knew what I meant. Uh, The Leafs are feeling good. We're feeling good. I think the other thing I would look at at the Vegas game and Anthony Stewart's going to be on with me tomorrow is I wonder Vegas is going to come out buzzing. Like I know they're banged up. Stone's hurt. He's not playing. Eichel's not playing. They still got Petro. They, you know, I mean, they're defending Stanley Cup champions. They're going to come out hot. I wonder if it's like more of a defensive game in that one. But I, I think the one play I will play tomorrow, Austin Matthews, anytime goal. He didn't score on Saturday. So now maybe he scores. You know, I'm feeling that one too. I wonder what the point prop on uh, like yeah. to continue like a two plus uh, two plus point outing for Marner could be a good solid or just even a point. I wonder what the value is that probably not great, but yeah, yeah I think it's going to be a game where, you know, you got to be weary that they're going to have a revenge game and they're going to want to take it to them and they understand they dropped one and they want to get that back. But if they, you know, and they've got like, you know, their goaltending and their, their backhand is still really solid. They could go and steal a game, but, I think the Leafs just got to put the hammer down, get them on their heels early, overwhelm them, and they're just going to be like, we're too depleted to handle this buzzsaw of a team right now and and try to really put them in their zone on their heels and, and snag two points in a, in a nice ro- a nice home win would be fantastic. I agree. Coming up tonight, um, the Boston Bruins. Nobody's talking about this. The entire hockey world won the shit on the Leafs. They never win in regulation. Well, it's been eight straight games. The Boston Bruins have not won a game in regulation. What's going on in Boston? That's all I'm asking, mm-hmm. Rosie. It's all I'm asking right now. Uh, yeah, I know. You look at the you look at the standings. Couple games in hand. All of a sudden, it's uh, you know it's a close race up there. And interesting to see what, how this thing's going to finish and who we're going to, who we're going to find, but uh, obviously a solid team in Boston, who's not playing their best hockey right now. And you know, the, the Panthers have just been solid sitting pretty snugly in second there as well, but it's nice that that whole wild card thing's kind of behind us and we're trending in the right direction, looking up instead of backwards. So good spot for the Leafs to be in. And when you rattle off wins like that, you're going to find yourself in that uh, positive spot in the standings. Love this from Dave Brotherston in the chat. Rosie's even a good podcast enforcer. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Taking yeah. care of my teammates. That's my teammate. <laughs> okay, Rosie. Uh, we'll talk on Wednesday, man. So uh, enjoy that game coming up on Tuesday. Anthony Stewart's going to be in, and hopefully we we converse on Wednesday, and, and it's an eight-game win streak for this Leafs team. That'd be nice. I'll be watching. See you then. All right, everybody. Uh, subscribe to this podcast, even though I get the statistics wrong from time to time. My mistake again. The first Leaf in franchise history to record a hat trick on his fucking birthday. We love you, Tyler Bertuzzi. We love Jay Rosehill. We love producer Vic. Everybody in the chat at the Least Nation 401. I'm Nick Elberga. We'll talk on Tuesday. Peace out. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.